Hello everybody, welcome to the On The Line Tennis Podcast, episode 9 already. It's me, Jack, and my co-host. Gavin, yeah, how you doing, Jack? Been a while, you know, yeah. for the past couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I didn't see you last week, Gav. No, I've, I've been good, thank you. I've been trying to change my sleeping pattern and failing a little bit. I'm very tired. But yeah, no, it's the same with me, to be fair. It's always the same. You, you always stay up. Just stay up for the first few games, and that turns into the first set, which turns into the first few games in the next set, and it's yeah. half one before you know it. Yeah. You go to bed, you wake up, and it's like, why did I do that? I'm not doing that again. And the same process happens the following night. So it's kind of it's kind of unavoidable, yeah, because a lot of the matches have been engrossing to say the least. There's Absolutely. not really any taking your eyes off them. I think it all started with the the Murray sets of past match, and after that, I've I've not looked back. That's been no, it's been great. That was a great start to the tournament. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a fantastic start to the tournament. In fact, well, I'll give a little preview of what we're we're going to do. But I think we'll start by talking about that match, Gav. Yep. Um, after we've We've covered the Murray Sitsipas toilet gate debacle and all that stuff. We will cover the players that have got through to the round of 16, maybe a little bit on their journey there. We'll talk a bit about who might get through um, on both sides of the draw. Yeah, so that's all it'll be. It'll just be a rundown of the round of 16 players and a little bit on all this crazy that's happened with Sitsipas, basically. <laughs> that's, well, absolutely. That, that's kind of it. So let's dive in by... Starting with the Sitsipas stuff. We'll, we'll talk about the, ma- the Murray Sitsipas match first. Obviously, I think we might have... No, okay, so it was, it was, the, it was Damien in the last one, sorry. We were talking about the, the prediction for that, uh, that match, Andy and Sitsipas. And obviously, Gav, I think you would have the same opinion. We were thinking three or four sets. Yeah, I thought Sitsipas in four sets. Um... I kind of thought even when Murray took the first set, I thought, okay, this is when Sitsipas is going to up his level. And to be fair, yeah. he did at the start of the second set. But um, no, I think with Murray, the first set of that match, Murray served brilliantly. Obviously, we're sitting 130 mile an hour on the clock. His return was excellent as well. Um, it was mm-hmm. really probably the best tennis he's played since coming back from uh, yeah, I, I said injuries. For, I said like, four, four years, maybe even, like I would say his level was better than 2017. I don't think there was a match in 2017, I thought was better than that. Maybe that's a overstatement, but certainly I was Yeah, trying. I'd probably be inclined to agree with you. Um, yeah, I couldn't think of another match off the top of my head that was a higher level. Certainly, the serve in particular is 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 bigger. Like, it's not the it's one, same. Yeah, 130. I mean, that was what yeah. impressed me the most, because like, you think, okay, he played Winston-Salem, but he's not had that many matches under his belt, and to get off to such a fast start was very impressive, because mm-hmm. that really puts it to pass under the course. I mean, it's not his favourite surface anyway, but the fact that mm-hmm. he's able to get off to such a good start puts him immediately under pressure. And that really impressed me because if he lets it surpass, maybe get into a wee bit of a groove, he can ease his way in. The fact yeah. that Murray got off that quick start really made him uncomfortable. Probably summed up his tournament in a way. Just he never felt comfortable enough. You know? I never really got started, did he? No. Um, no. And Andy certainly looked like the instigator from the, yeah. the he was definitely goal. the one that's dictating the play. And it was like really the way that he needs to play if he wants to win regularly, like regular tour matches or have a good run. He needs to start dictating the points most. That was great to see in the first set. Um, the level was never going to be sustainable. I mean, I knew that because it was like literally 130 mile an hour with his injury. I don't think he can sustain that over four or five hours. Well, that's um, fair because it kind of did tail away in the fourth. Tail, yeah, his face sort of tailed away in the fourth. Um, for me, the match really turned in the second set tiebreak. And I know everyone's going to say, oh, um, the toilet break. I don't think it was the toilet break for me. I think it was when it was like 3-2 in the tiebreak. Uh, so it's past second serve, and uh, Murray basically hit a forehand down the line into the net. 
then I thought, okay, well, if he gets another second serve, presumably he's going to go aggressive again. What happens is next point, he gets a second serve chance, and this time he went two passes, so he went up the middle, and he just left it a wee bit short and allowed it past the dictate cross-court backhand. So for me, I think that shows that, like, um, we see, we saw it at Cincinnati, we saw it at Winston-Salem, the fact that he had set points because her catch and tearful couldn't take them. I think that shows maybe under pressure, he's still maybe a bit questionable in terms of how he's dealing with the pressure. Now, maybe it means more to him, the fact that yeah. he's got this problem or this injury and he's trying to come back and maybe it means more, maybe he's put more pressure on himself to kind of get through those moments. But um, no, yeah, that's what it comes to me. That's fair, I think. Uh, the, the only, I'll give Andy a little bit of a sort of counterbalance there just to, to even things out because he did some stuff really well in terms of pressure. He was very proactive in terms of I did this in my sort of article for the blog and sort of going through point by point on pressure points he was more inclined to get to the net than normally mm-hmm. uh, that sort of proactive play is totally addictive of somebody who you know wants to take matters into their own hands so okay yeah stuff no I think stuff. the intent was there I think you're right yeah. the intent was definitely there which is good to see you know we, we know he needs to play a bit more aggressively if he wants to you know really make a run at these tournaments he can't afford to sit back but um you know, everyone was talking about the shoe gate being the big problem. I mm-hmm, think that mm-hmm. was a problem, but I think had he taken those chances with a second serves, would that have been an issue? Because he would have had Yeah, to, exactly. I think he, he would have been able to finish it off. But the shoe gate... I don't even know if he was winning that point, to be honest, Gav. Like, it was quite far away from him. He would have had to have absolutely lunged to get the volley where he fell. Obviously, if, uh, people don't mm. know. Yeah, he fell lunging for a, lo- a volley because his shoes were so slippy. I don't. I don't think he would have got it. That's my thoughts on it. No, to be honest. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Um, the shoot. I was surprised he didn't have another pair of shoes with him because you know how the humidity in New York. He's played in New York for over a decade, junior champion there as well. You must know that there's a chance of there being humidity, and that can happen. I mean, unless it's never happened to him before, which would surprise me. You know, I think it. Okay, he lost his focus a wee bit, but I think really. The second serve, the two second serves that Sitsipas had that he didn't punish. I think that was a bigger moment in the match than the Shugate, you know, for yeah. me. But yeah, um, yeah. I agree. Half a dozen, I guess. But yeah. I, I agree. And I think it's a match that Andy felt like he, he should have won. He actually. could have won that in straight sets. I think had he taken that second set, I just don't know whether Sitsipas would, would have had the confidence to come back. You know, and Murray would have been a yeah. Andy knew exactly what he was doing at third set. I don't think it, that game plan would have changed if he'd uh, won the second set. I think he'd have come in with exactly the same intention. So I don't think it would have played out much differently uh, that third set had he won the second set. So I, I agree. I think he could have won it in straight sets. Yeah. However, I've, yeah, I've just, you know, I'm, I'm taking a ton of positives from it. I don't think he did so much, really, because he felt like he should have won the match. Yeah, I I personally am really happy with it. Though. I think okay, yeah, I think that's as well as he could have played. Really, I mean yeah. that level. I I didn't know whether he'd have that level in him that he had in the first set, and he does. You know, it's just it's, it's positive, isn't it? I mean, people are asking him yeah. when's he going to retire. Well, he'd want him to retire based on the performance he put there. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. you'd want to see more of him. Should, yeah. should we have any words about the toilet break or is it all pretty malarkey? I can't. Well, think what's it your is. what's your view on it? My view on it, and the blog again. I was saying I was looking at the actual rule and. The actual words are: it's a reasonable, you know, a reasonable amount of time to go to the, the bathroom. So maybe there's, maybe there is actually grounds to say that was an unreasonable amount of time because it's mm. certainly longer than bloody everybody else on tour. So yeah. no, at the same at, at the same time, 
<laughs> it's been blown a bit out of proportion, you know. It's not his fault that that's the rule. Yeah, <laughs> I think Murray's tweet the next morning was a wee bit. I said that, yeah, it was I'm a bit much. Petro sits a pass, um, saying like it was like he put in his Instagram story something like Andy Murray and waved goodbye like that. Like it was just a Did wee it? bit, yeah. And you had um, Jamie Murray calling uh, Alcaraz when he knocked out Sitsipas. He called him the People's Champion, which I just thought <laughs> he stopped looking for a wee Jeez, bit. Oh, it's a wee bit, like, too much time in your hands, really. In the, I know, that's bad. Hotel. It's just like, you know, lay off my wee bit. It's not as if he's committed a crime or anything. He's just, he's not disobeying the rules, technically. Um, yeah, I wasn't very impressed with his reaction to it, in fairness. Like, he was, he was quite, he had to quite naive about the fact that he might have done anything wrong. He was like, yeah. I can't. I can't yeah, believe he'd, I can't believe he'd say that. Just like you know, own up to it. Just say sorry. Like I, that's what I he's do. Doing, he's doing it every match. That's the thing. He's I not. Know. This is not just one off occurrence in this match. It's happened in Cincinnati. It's happened before that. It will happen again. I think you know. I mean, it's, it's something that you know. Own up to it. Or yeah, he just he was a wee bit naive. You're right in the press conference. He's like, oh, how dare they say stuff like that? It's like, well, come on, pal. If people are complaining at you and it's more than one person, you've got to you know take some responsibility there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he asked about uh, Andy's. Did you see that? He asked about his bathroom break at the US Open, and the journalist replied yeah. with three minutes. That just that went down like a lead balloon as well. Yeah, he's just he was clutching at straws there. I think he you was. Know, he bit, can't get out of that one. You know, he's know. done what he's done, own up to it, or accept the consequence. He, he must have known that he was going to get criticised for it because he'd been criticised for it in Cincinnati. Surely when he's gone off the court, he thinks, "Oh well, I'm going to get hell for this." But he decided to do it anyway. I mean. He made his bed, he's going to have to line it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think we should dive into the draw now, because we've got plenty to cover. Oh, yeah, tons. Yeah, absolutely. So we can very quickly start with the men's singles, the top of the draw. Mm -hmm. And the first match we've got there is Djokovic v Brooksby. Yeah, Brooksby, Brooksby against Taylor Fritz. Very, very impressive performance. Um, the first set was very much up and down, and it was very much one of those ones which I thought whoever wins this first set is going to take control of this match, and Fritz won it. And I thought, mm, Brooksby, inexperienced. We know how good he's been, but is he going to be able to have the belief after losing such a you know devastating set? Over fifteen minutes, he's put so much effort into. It. Can he, you know? recover from that and he did to be fair to him and um he's yeah he's one of the few youngsters who looks like they could just keep going and going yeah and his going. defense is phenomenal the way he's yeah. able to can you know his rally tempo his kind of his discipline in the rallies not to go too big too early that's what's yeah. really impressive about him um more than fritz though i mean fritz dropped so many sets to players i think you know he, sh- he should be getting through round early rounds of majors a wee bit more comfortably with his weapons, you know, his big serves, well, big forehands. You know, he's, he's coming back from injury as well, I think. The, guy, is, but... the guy's doing well considering. I don't know if he's at full health, to be fair. But Yeah, it's just, I don't know, like, I think it was Robbie Koenig or Brzezki was saying it during the match, so like, uh, you know, his weapons are reading out his hardcore results. It's like, with his weapons, he should be doing a wee bit better in the hardcore. So this could be a unfair criticism, but I just think with the weapons he's got, you know, why can't he go deeper? On a more regular occurrence and events, you know, be more, I think, more I think, consistent. Yeah, I think he'll get there. It's 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 still quite early days for him. Yeah, he, still, like, yeah, I guess he's been hyped up for so long that um, yeah. we think he's been too longer than he has. But yeah, is it like twenty three, twenty four, twenty four, maybe? Uh, yeah, something like that. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's not like he's he's that old. That's the thing. Twenty three. He's still twenty three. Oh, he's married. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So there you go. Enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's still got plenty of time. Um, time yeah. Super impressive win for Brooksby though, and 
I wasn't too surprised he came through, and he came through against Karatsev as well. Yeah, and he was down in that. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, he just came back. He looked a bit injured and still managed to come back. Yeah, that's. I think he's going to make a name for himself doing stuff like that because he's just like he never gives up. That's the sort of guy he is. Um, For better or worse, he's quite cheesy when you see him like some of his like screaming to himself and stuff. But yeah, he's trying to. I like it. Yeah, he could be a rivalry Rublev there for the grunting, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he gets there. Wonderful grunts. I mean, he's not Elena Vizhnina level. I mean, that that's the worst. That's like. Pete Grunt, but yeah, uh, he's not far <laughs> off. He's not far and off. Uh, uh, Brooksby's opponent, obviously, is, is somebody completely different. Djokovic, yep. I think, just a bit on the match. Well, we'll talk about Djokovic's route there first. Djokovic had to play Ruin, Greekspur, and Nishikori back to back. First thing, Gav, just quickly in the Ruin match, did you think mm. that was bang out of order from the crowd? Or? Well, this has been happening for years. I'm not too surprised, being honest. I think he's probably, I know he's irritated back, but I think he, you know, he can handle it now, but yeah. Totally out of order. He looked, he looked genuinely upset, and I think after the match, he, you know, he didn't, years. He, he didn't give his heart, sort of thing. You know, is yeah. that that thing? I think he, he didn't, didn't deserve it really. I mean, if you look at it, twenty fifteen US Open final that's happened to him. That that we're nearly talking well six years ago. It's like that's fair enough. Though. That's fair, you know. It's like you, you still can't. For me, you can applaud a player, and you can you know have your favourites. That's fine, but you don't you don't boo players or cheer. Anyone Unfor- winning yeah. double faults or whatever. Unforced errors and stuff. Unforced yeah. errors. I mean, it happens. It's a pass. Yeah. You know, when he shanked the ball, the crowd cheering. For Always me, it's just not respectful. Open. Not respectful to the players. And, you know, these people can't be genuine tennis fans if they do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that bugged me. It's bugged me about Novak for a while because the thing is, it's not as if he's done something totally outrageous. Or he's not He's not made any... People might not like him, but he's not done anything we'd genuinely objectionable where you'd say, oh, he's a shockingly bad person or oh, how can you like this guy you know it's just yeah you know it's 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 just for me it's unjust but um didn't surprise me that that happened it was always going to happen but uh, it's not been as bad since the rune match it's been a bit wee bit better no yeah i think they calmed down a bit better. i think yeah, the crowd a lot of the members of the crowd felt a bit sheepish afterwards certainly. yeah <laughs> i don't think they were against him because he, he was he was upset like i don't think i think he said it in his interview as well so yeah, he should be yeah i mean yeah, yeah. Don't blame him and what did you think of the Nishikori match? I saw a little bit of it, but I didn't see yeah, much of I mean, it. Yeah, I must admit, I thought, first of all, Wadden K Nishikori played unbelievably well. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the best tennis he's played in a long time. He was legitimately, you know, playing, I thought he was playing pretty much as well as he could play, especially in that first set, you know, um, able to hold on to serve quite well. Just, you know, I know he got broken, but he went an early break up and... I thought the first set he dealt with his own serve very well and he was able to hit his forehand well. And, you know, everyone talks about Kay's backhand, but, you know, the forehand can be an area where it's a wee bit, you know, a wee bit dodgy. He can make a few unforced errors on that side, but inside out forehand, he was hitting very, very well. When, when he's playing it, yeah, when he's hitting it yeah, well. He's hitting you, it well, you know, he's, you know, it's a genuine weapon, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, um, it's, it's definitely a vulnerability, but. Yeah, yeah, when he hits it well, it works out well for him. I just think, I think there was moments at the start of the second set where he was sort of, you know, crouching a wee bit, I could tell he was maybe a wee bit hampered. But uh, yes. also, to be fair, Djokovic, I think when the shadow came over the court, when it was like when it was sun and he was wearing his hat, Djokovic, he kind of struggled a wee bit on his backhand side. In particular, he was not really hitting through the backhand that well. But I think actually, when the, sh- the court became covered in shadow and he took the hat off, he, he served much better. He looked a lot more comfortable. Maybe it's the conditions. Maybe it's the fact that he didn't like the sun. Uh, I think Jim Courier said he's not a fan of wearing a hat. You know, so it could be that. Mm. Just something as novel, like as novelty as that. Yeah, but, it, could um, be, it could be a genuine factor. Yeah, Just, I mean, he's, he certainly upped his game and he, he did play much better. But I thought Nishikori played very well. He didn't drop his level. 
really. I think he just Novak up yeah. his. You know, it was one of those situations where I don't think Kay could have done much. You know, same old story, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, James, I really would to... want Kay to win a Masters or a Slam. He deserves that. He's like he's like that type of player that's been consistent definitely, yeah, long, definitely you know a I mean? Masters. But he's not. I don't think he's got the the fitness for uh, a Slam. Unfortunately, yeah. he yeah, always kind of tails he tails away eventually, pretty much every time. Even in uh, the US Open, he looked a bit gubbed by the. I think the he all these games with serve. I just don't think he gets enough free points off that serve, so he's kind of yeah, forced exactly. to play long rallies all the time. You know exactly. Uh, yeah, just quickly, we'll, we'll move on to our prediction. We've got loads to cover here, guys. This is going to be yeah. tough, I think. <laughs> Twenty-four podcast. <laughs> I know. What do you think, Djokovic and Brooksby? Who's winning it? Uh, Djokovic for me, straight sets. I think it'll be a close first set, but I think if Novak can stem the crowd early on and kind of get a good start and get that first set under his belt, I think it'll be you know relatively simple, as well, simple as it can be when you're playing a home yeah. favourite at a, sl- a slam, you know, a home yeah. player. I think if he gets off to a slow start and he drops the first set, it could be it could become more difficult for him. Um, yeah. But I do think straight sets win. I just think Djokovic will up his game uh, now into the second week. I think I agree with you. The, the one thing I would say as well, Brooksby's serve isn't the best. And yeah, it's against, punishable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, and against Djokovic, I don't think he's played anybody that will punish it as like, well as Djokovic. So, straight sets, I'd agree with you, I think. Next one we've got is Oscar Otta v Matteo Berrettini. Yep. Uh, I'll talk a bit about Oscar Otta. Oscar Otta was the, the same guy who got to the second round of Wimbledon. I'm sure many of our listeners will remember that against Andy Murray. He's like 28 years old and he's doing the best he's ever done in his career at a very late age, or relatively nowadays, not super late, I guess. But yeah, he's, he's playing brilliant tennis and he deserves to be where he is. I called the four sets against Seppi. I, def- I knew that was happening. I thought he was going to beat Senego as well. He, he's, he's got a very sort of controlled, aggressive game that obviously it's, it's super surprising that he's not got this far before. You kind of wonder watching it. But it Maybe maybe it falls apart sometimes, but at the moment it looks really difficult to beat. Yeah, he could struggle. Yeah, like definitely he could struggle. I don't think he'll he'll lose, but I I think it's going to be tough for him. Berrettini, on the other hand, has had a few sticky matches, certainly against Ivashka. Although actually that win's very very impressive because Ivashka was. Oh, he's playing lights out. Yeah, playing unbelievably well. Yeah, so I think hats off to Berrettini for winning that. Actually, I I actually thought Ivashka was going to win it in five. Yeah, um, no, same when it was going to a fifth, I thought, yeah, Vashka might do this, but fair yeah. play to Matteo. Yeah, he played well. I just thought he's able to, he's got the power from the back of the court to take advantage of Berrettini's backhand, and he was kind of doing that like over and over again, but Berrettini, he's getting better. He's getting better at that sort of, you know, that champion's attitude of just keep fighting, and that's a kind of match maybe he might have lost a year ago. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. better in the big situations now. Yeah, yeah, mm. definitely. So. Oscar Otto, Matteo Berrettini, if you had to do a prediction, given all that. I think Berrettini's not played his best stuff. I think if Otto I think if Otto continues to play as well as he has, I think it could go to four. I think Berrettini in four for me. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say Berrettini in four as well. I thought you were leaning on the side of Otto there, but No, yeah. no, no, no. Berrettini's got a bit too much class. I don't think Oscar Otto's played anywhere in, anyone with anywhere near a big as big a serve. Um, so maybe that's a, a vulnerability for him on return. Possibly no, he hasn't. He's no, played. Yeah, he's, he's played relatively um, slow servers. Apart from Senego, I guess he's got quite a good serve. Um, but it's not. It's not just going to boil down to the serve. Sorry. Yeah, I think it will be for. I think Otto will play really well for a set, and then I think Berrettini 
Well, yeah, team three come out with the attitude of having nothing to lose and just go. Maybe like you did against Murray, you know, go out swinging. Yeah. And I think if you, I think you might get the first set, but I think Matteo will up his level. Yeah, I think I maybe still, you know it'd be difficult, but I think four, four sets. Yeah, I still, I still wouldn't be. I just cl- closing note on that. I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. No, I, I wouldn't be overly surprised either. But you know, you do yeah. think Bertini. You know, I know he's not played his best, but you should think. You know, he's played his way into the tournament now. He's got to the second week. Maybe he will be a wee bit more focused. You'd hope. But, you know, yeah. never know. I mean, he has just come back from injury, so... Yeah, that's true. Uh, next one, we've got Zverev v. Sinner. That'll yeah. be a good match. It will be I'm a excited. very good match. I'm really excited for that. Have you seen any of Zverev play yet? I have, yep. I thought he dealt very well with Sam Querrey in the opening round. Um, <laughs> I thought he returned very well. Solid in the backhand return in particular. And he's, it's, you know, he can take care of his own serve. Now, I think we know his second serve problems are pretty much diminished. Yeah, um, they seem to be a thing of the past. He's got that confidence. I mean, yeah, for me, I think Sinner's, you know, he's come to a couple of tight matches, tough five setters. I just think Zverev's a different class. He's going to have more energy in him as well. Even though he dropped the set to Sock, Sock retired from that match. So, um, yeah. Just, just, think, uh, just the one five setter for Sinner. Just looking at that there. Just one, just, is it? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, just Monfils. Of course, yeah, yeah that's right. But, yeah. a, a couple of tough four setters. Tough four setters. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, so. I just think for me, Zverev's got a bit too much class. I think it's, the serve's going to be much better. I think Sinner's serve is good, but it's not as good as Zverev's. I think Zverev's just got that confidence. For me, it's, it's a tough one, but I think Zverev in straights. I mean, three tight sets. I don't think Sinner will come into the match looking to play totally lights out tennis. And I think that would be a mistake. Is my feeling on it? I think he'll come in trying to feel out the match. Maybe he won't. I think that that would be an oversight actually from his coaching team. Um, but even if he does come out playing lights out tennis, I don't think he could sustain it. He's not really there at the moment. Like he, he still has dips and stuff in his game. Yeah, I think Zverev's a bit more consistent at playing at a really high level. And yeah, I think I think Zverev also won't take center lightly and will be able to, you know, come out. All guns blazing. So yeah, I kind of feel. You feel straight, I feel bad for seeing straight sets, but I do. Think, I feel straight sets in this one as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a legit. But I think there might be one or two tie breaks in there. But I just think I don't see Zverev dropping a set, so I just don't. You mm-hmm. know. Shout out! Shout, shout out to my last word article because at the start of the tournament, actually, I called a sinner upset for Zverev. But I'm you're feeling. Not speaking about now, are you? No, I feel different He's now. Yeah. It was it was particularly the Zverev uh, Ramos Vinyas destruction that made yep. me think. Well, Jesus, was, he's still playing really well. Absolutely brutal that one. Yeah. I just I just thought maybe the whole media, um, you know the the art the second part of the accusations that came yeah, out might have Austin, affected him. Yeah. Yeah, but he he's still playing really well. Yeah, so. he's playing full confidence, you know, and rightly so. So yeah, I just think that'll be straight sets. Yeah, I think I'd agree if you have. I like Sinner, but yeah, I think, yeah, I've got to agree with you. I've got to go with my brain rather than my heart. The next one we've got, the infor- the two informed players, Riley Apelka and Lloyd Harris, are playing. Yes. It's not really a surprise they got through, actually. Like, it really yeah, isn't. Pel- Pel- I've been really impressed with Apelka. He's really, you know, shown he's more than a big server. You know, I like the tactics he's got on his serve. He places it really well, and he can return very well as well. Mm-hmm. He's, he's good for that height. He's actually an exemplary returner. Yeah, um, these two played an absolute epic match in Toronto, absolute epic, and uh, oh, so they did, yeah, yeah, so they did. Yeah, it was like three-hour brutal uh, conditions. I think it was pretty warm that day, and it was just great to watch. Um, I know that uh, Pelka came through that one. So uh, home crowd on his side, you know, 
It's a difficult one because House is playing great. Your know, House beats yeah. took care of Shapovalov in straights. He got a win over Hashinov as well in the early rounds, which I saw some of, and he played very well. Yeah, Hashinov's still well playing really well. So yeah, it's not going to be a straight setter. I think it will go up five sets. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling as well. It's just a question of. I am going to side with the American in this Same. one. Same. I'm going to Pelkin 5. Yep. Yeah. I just think the serve, under the pressure moments, I think his serve's just a wee bit stronger. But that's nothing against yeah, yeah. Harris's serve. But... Yeah. He's uh, he's not dropped a set yet. Yeah. Pelka. Put that, yeah. give you a bit of context there as well. He really is playing exceptionally. Good care of business. Yeah. 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 Uh, you, you could, yeah, he's getting through that. I think five sets. And five sets. Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with that now. I feel quite confident about that, Gav. Yep. The second half of the draw, the first match we've got is Tiafo Ogaralisim. Now this will have already taken place actually um, yes. when this this podcast comes out. So I think maybe we'll just make a prediction on it anyway. Yep. For me, Ogaralisim in four. Right, Ogaralisim in four. I think. Uh, I will agree with you. No, I think Tiafos is Tiafos going to be out. I think Ogarali is even in straights. Oh, not giving Tiafo any chance at all. I like that. You know, I love Tiafo actually. He's, he's one of the best players in the sport entertainment value-wise. Yep. However, uh, I think the five-setter will take it out of him. He's he's, he's never mm-hmm. been a player that's been overly known for his fitness. I think mm-hmm. that Rublev match might have done a number on him, whereas Ogarali Asim the Batista Agu match, I don't think he will suffer as much from that. Yeah, it's tough though, actually. It's a difficult bit difficult. One. It's a difficult one because I know Ogiela seems a you know very got a very good serve, underrated serve, but you know, he's not got the I don't think he will blast TF4 off the court. I think there will be mm. some long rallies in that one, but I just think in terms of consistency, I think Ogiela seems can produce the more consistent tennis. I think there can be times in matches when TF4 kind of goes off and for like twenty minutes, half an hour. And if that happens, you know, it's going to be difficult for him. Yeah, okay, I'll see him a bit as well, though, actually. Um, I know he's not played his best tennis of, of late, certainly not, but um, yeah. I think he's played there's some good signs this tournament. I think that he's kind of getting there, you know? I'm I'm going to I'm gonna match you, I think. I'm going to go four as well. Yeah. Straits is unfair. But, I mean, I'd like either player to come through. I, I yeah, like they're both, both like, so. yeah, I don't mind who wins that one. But I'm sure our, our viewers will know who's through by now, so this is, you know, bit of a moot conversation. Yeah, it would be like a six or a five set or something. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Just just to make us look like idiots, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the, ne- the the next one we've got, we've got plenty to talk about here. Um Carlos Alcaraz v Peter Goyacek. Again, this will probably be done by now. We're gonna assume we're not gonna assume anything, sorry, we'll make a prediction. I'm pretty sure it'll be Alcaraz and straight sets. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I think I'll, I think that match will take a lot out of Alcaraz, both in a mental point of view and a physical point of view. Um, for me, I watched some of uh, is it Goyacek? Is that Goyacek? Goyacek. Yeah, yeah, Goyacek. Peter Goyacek. Watched some of his match against Laxon, and even though he had a pretty poor first set, he really did look a class above from there on in after the first set. I think. He's playing with house money. It's, he's playing yeah. with house money because he's, there's no real pressure on him. But there's going to be a lot on Alcaraz to produce that level of tennis that he produced against Sitsipas. If you look at the end of that match against Sitsipas, his serve was like twenty ten to twenty mile an hour off, which should have been he cramped a wee bit. I think fatigue could be a factor considering he's not played that much at Grand Slam level as well. I yeah. just think I think I think there could be an upset there. I, I think okay. Goyacek, oh, okay. I think Goyacek, 
we'll get the win in four sets. That's my prediction. Uh, oh, no, I, I don't think so. I'm going to stick with Alcaraz in straight sets. I think if it starts to go the distance, then there could be problems because fatigue yeah. might set in. But I'm of the opinion that Alcaraz is going to come out there and take the match. Oh, I think Alcaraz, he's a great player. And, you know, me predicting Gojic to win, it's not saying that Alcaraz can go out there and, and win. And I, I really rate him as a player. I think he's a great talent. One of the best forehands I've ever seen. Really, really hits the ball hard. But for me, I just think, considering his age, if you factor in his age, you factor in the fatigue effect it had on him, you just don't know how his body's going to hold up. So I just mm. think there's going to be more pressure on him as well. How's he going to deal with the pressure of, you know, being expected to replicate that? And everyone's saying this is a great opportunity because he can beat him and then get through at the quarters. And it's, you know, it's a big moment for him in his career. And I think, um, okay, he's won a title, but there's never really been this level of attention on him before. And I think that um, everyone, you know, even I think it was Marcus Buckland after he beat Sitsipas, goes, oh, he's got Gojic, he can beat him and, you know, automatically say, oh, he'll beat him and get through. But, you know, I think the fact that uh, Gojic's not got much pressure on him, he's, he can play with house money and swing freely, whereas I think Alcaraz might tighten up. You know, I just think he might. I don't, I, I don't think Gojic's got the game to swing freely, to be honest. That's my feelings on it. I don't yeah. think... He- uh, I, I I don't want to underrate the guy. Obviously, you know he's a decent player, but this is the first time he's been past the second round of a slam in his career. Yeah, uh, I, I remember he did. I watched him a few years ago, and he really he went to a pretty good, um, pretty good stage. But he obviously won his ATP title, um, but he did play some good stuff. But um, yeah, he's not got the weapons of Alcaraz, obviously. But I just question how Alcaraz is going to pull up physically. And then mm-hmm. when you put on top of the physical fatigue, he's kind of got that mental fatigue as well. There's been so much more tension on him in the last 24, 48 hours. Oh, that's How's fair. That affect him? But, but I, just, I just think if, if we put a, a microscope onto the previous match and look at a few moments against Sitsipas, that just fills me with so much confidence for the guy because he has dealt with pressure outstandingly well, well. But what yeah. I would say is that Sitsipas's return not being as good, I think, helped him in that final set because yeah, yeah, yeah. one eleven, one eleven, you know, one o four to one eleven. Gav, I, th- I think that's, I think that was an advantage of the whole match, to be honest. Yeah. And had yeah. Alcaraz been against another member of the top ten, even you mm. might have. It might have it might not have been the same result. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I, spot on. yeah. I, I think it's a I think it's a bad matchup for Sitsipas, which is what I, I'm not saying Alcaraz, you know, he deserves all the plaudits he gets for that match. Of course he does, but I'm not saying well, I am saying maybe it's not, you know, the era of Al- Alcaraz quite yet. I think everybody yeah, yeah, just calmed down a little thing. bit. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No. That's, um, that's you know, I'm probably being looked looked at as the ultimate pessimist here, but I, I just think I don't know, I just think Peter, Peter Goyacek, I hope I'll be able to pronounce his name by the end of this month. That's right, <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Just, but I just think, I just got the feeling that um, he'll get the win here. Yeah, I'm expecting the the easy straight sets win, but Gav, if it starts going the wrong way, I would be inclined to agree with you. Well, I was proven to be wrong soon enough. Um, no, no, I, I actually, I do, I think I agree with you, because I think if, if it starts to go the opposite direction for Akaraz, I think he might struggle to... to reboot himself after such a draining match in the last uh, round just a quick bit on Alcaraz's game against Sitsipas mm. not only did he Sitsipas I think said it's the hardest ball he's ever had to play basically yep. um, but it's the drop shots as well the finesse there's not many players up and coming that, that can do the two so well I, I yeah. love it got, he's got a lot of attributes to his game and flight He's six foot one and he hit a serve at 134 mile an hour. That's just like, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Like just a joke. Like, it was the the comeback as well from five two down in the third set. I think a double yeah. break 40 15. 
Yep. Three set three set points came and went. There's yep. a little bit of sits the pass in there to be fair, some double faults as well, and um, not mm-hmm. taking advantage of returns and stuff on the way to a tie break. And at the same time, though, Alcaraz, he's a he's a different breed. Definitely, he's, he's reminding me. He's making me think him and Sinner certainly the most uh, the biggest prospects for the next few years. I think for sure, for sure, yeah. Right, moving on from Gojic Alcaraz. Instead of the round of 16, we are talking about the quarterfinal, which yep. is Medvedev v. Uh, Botic van de Zanschulp. I like That's, the pronunciation. I know, a bit, a, a bit harder than Gojic. Yep. Um, but Botic van de Zanschulp came, came through against Diego Schwartzman in five I was sets. the first two sets of that match. And um, tell you, I was very impressed. I'm not going to even try and pronounce his name. The, Dutch, the Dutchman the played. The Dutch player, yeah. Yeah. Dutch player, <laughs> yeah. Um, we better do that in terms of like uh, just from a safety point of view. I do not want to butcher his name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah fine. no, I was very, very impressed. Not only was he have a, a big game in terms of his serve, but he was like hit his forehand really well, but returning very well as well. He's actually, I think, in the first two sets, he was making something like over 70% of returns or something like that. He was actually making a higher percentage of returns than Schwartzman. And Schwartzman oh, yeah, but Schwartzman's serve, obviously. I mean, yeah, fair enough, but I think he can. I think Schwartzman can kind of place his serve better than a lot of players, especially out wide. Um, but uh, yeah, he was he was returning very well. You know, I think he actually had a break in the third as well, and he obviously he's had to mentally come to the disappointment of dropping the third set, dropping the fourth. You're probably thinking, "Oh, Schwartzman's going to come through this now." But uh, no, very impressive result, and um, yeah, he's like like his uh, counterpart Goyachuk. He's you know he's got a lot to. You know, he can play with house money a wee bit because nobody's expecting him to, you know, progress through. He's got not got the amount of pressure on him, so it'd be good to see what he can do. Yeah, let's not forget he beat um, Casper Ruud in the second round as well. Uh, the guy's playing well. He's playing very solid tennis is what I yep. observed, really. Uh, he, was, he was against, against sorry, Medvedev. I don't think yep. he'll get away with that against Medvedev. No, well, Medvedev today against Evans, again, sort of first couple of sets and he just produced a clinic pretty much. He had one dodgy moment where he got broken, but uh, apart from that, he produced a clinic. Evans was playing very well and just couldn't deal with Medvedev, especially the yeah. serve. He's just able to hit bombs, like literally down the tee and it's a nightmare. Yeah. As, like, soon not, as, you, as soon yeah, as you know it, you, know, you can go from 15 30 to game very quickly, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a different kettle. It's not a good matchup for Dan, is all I would say. No, he did. He, Dan did have his moment in this tournament. I just wanted to touch on that quickly. Yeah. His Popperin, his match against Alexei Popperin, sorry, yeah. that was so impressive. And I was actually leaving the house as he went down two sets, I think. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally just watching it, I was like, I don't think he's losing this match. It's like the way it's his body language, I think, in particular, that impresses me so much. The guy's just like, I'm well up for this comeback, man. Like, oh, he's great. No, I, I really like him in terms of his like his attitude and stuff. You're right. He just never really he, he doesn't give in. You know, it's great to watch. You know, he's like the opposite yeah. of chaos. You know, he's, he's, yeah, yeah. he's never giving in. Um, stubborn. He, I like the motivation. That the, you know, he's kind of channeling his inner Andy Murray by shouting at the back of the court. Time. You know, it's it's great to watch. Yeah. You know, what I mean, it's absolutely great to watch. I, I, think, I, love I think, yeah, he deserves so much. Um, like respect for that, I think it's probably his best trait, to be honest. Like, yeah. bar bar his, his slice, maybe his slice is very good, but yeah, it plays yeah. very good. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, yeah, I'm more impressed with the fight that he, that he gives to every match. Yeah, it's very cool. Medvedev, however, won in straight sets. He won his last three matches in straight sets. I think he will win this match in straight sets. I think he won in straight sets as well. No surprise there. 
Yeah, well, you know, as you say, Van der Zandtrop could come out yeah, and play a yeah, different no, set, right. but I don't think... Not betting against him at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I think straight sets, 100%. Right, that's the men's. The men's, that's the men's pretty much done and dusted, Gav. Yep. I, th- I think we can swiftly move on to the, the women's. So yes. that we, we don't keep these lovely people waiting for 24 hours or so. We'll, uh, try, and fly, <laughs> we'll, try, we'll try and fly through the draw as fast as we can. Yep. The first one is has got plenty of discussion around it. It's Emma Raducanu and Shelby Rogers in the yeah. fourth round. Shelby Rogers, obviously the upset of the tournament, I would say, beating Ash Barty in three sets in a match Barty tie break. Barty was 5-2 up, wasn't she? In, uh, or in a third set tie break, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was yeah. With, a, with a double break as well. Yep. And obviously she'd won her last five meetings, Against Shelby Rogers, mm-hmm. out of five, I'll just add, it it was hundred percent looking like it was getting wrapped up, and uh, Shelby Rogers played very um, sort of not bizarre tactics, but she certainly she changed, she was sort of moonballing quite a lot. I don't know if you saw it, Gav, but there was, get, no, I didn't get a chance to see that. But uh, there was a, there was a lot of moonbally sort of defensive play, a lot of the get she was getting on serve. Oh my god, like. <laughs> Serves that against any other player, Barty was winning the point outright. She was getting them like plumb on the baseline, stretching mm-hmm. for ones that should have been an ace. It was just enough to keep chipping away at, at Barty. I don't think uh, it was totally Barty's fault. The forehand was a little bit funky, I would say, but Shelby Rogers just played well. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think she'll be. She didn't look like she was disappointed going off court as well. Actually, I think she knew she'd been just outplayed. Yeah. So credit credit to Shelby Rogers. I don't think it's a a given that Emma Raducanu is beating her. But I, I think that'll be an interesting one because presumably that'll be an Arthur Ashe. And uh, we know yeah. what happened to Raducanu when she was playing uh, court one, fourth round at Wimbledon. But I yeah, think the difference you, here is... You've got, you got to take that into account, don't you? And when you, you consider really that Rogers will be the home favourite and everyone's yeah. going to be getting behind her, how she's mentally going to go. I'm not really concerned about the technical aspects of her game because we know how good she is. You know, you know, she's, she's got, so much got a massive it's just game. The, it's, just the menta- it's just the mental side. You know what I mean? That's that's all I question. Um, yeah. She absolutely wiped the floor with Sarah Saribe's Toromo, anybody who doesn't know who she is. I think the best equivalent I can make is, a, is the female Gilles Simon. <laughs> uh, she she just like she was absolutely hammering the ball against her. She lost yep. to one game yep. in that match. If she plays like that, oof, I I don't think she'll be Rogers. Just hope she, the occasion doesn't get to her. But um, yeah, you know, yeah, she, she obviously has the game to beat Rogers, but it's just going to be the occasion on our half for me. That's all I question. Um, what do you think then? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a bit. I, yeah. I, I think it's going three. I think it's going to go three. Do you know if it, if it went three? I think I don't think she'd win it. I think I think Rogers will squeak through in three. I think I think the home crowd could make a big difference. Uh, just in the in the big moment, I think it could they did, they did, they did actually they did in the bar yeah, match. I think 100%. it could be the same thing again. And we know you know people will be aware since she beat Barty that you know. We need to get behind her again, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I just think that the crowd could play a big role in that, but I think it's going to be close to reset her. I don't know what you think, but... I I think that Emma Raducanu will play too well. I don't think she'll let it get away from her, and it'll be straight sets. Straight sets. Wow. Mm-hmm. Big call there. Yeah. That's maybe your, I'm that's your that's your Chilich call in a tournament there. <laughs> I'm uh, maybe I'm I'm more wishful thinking to be honest, but 
it's it's an absolute opportunity. Like she, a great op- it's a great it's opportunity, an, yeah. an amazing opportunity. But you know, maybe at the same time she'll have plenty of opportunities. I'm, I'm being like the pessimist this, so. again, but uh, yeah, you got you got to take Wimbledon into account. Honestly, I think I you're just, right. Yeah, I just think if it was like against even if it was against Barty, I would say you know, okay, it's world number one, but you know, it's not the home player. I think the fact there's like fifteen thousand in Ashton, I think ninety five percent are going to be cheering for. Her opponent, you know, how's she going to deal with that? She won't have yeah, dealt with that before, you know. That's the no, no. I was just looking at that. None of her um, previous opponents were American. I'm trying yeah. to see what her first round was. No, no, she's she's yeah, playing just a... playing an Ash against like an American. It's not, mm-hmm. especially when you consider what happened to her at Wimbledon. That's in front of her home fans. You know, you you magnify that, and she's playing away you're against yeah. the home favorite. I just don't think. I think she'll get set because I think Rogers will be edgy as well. But I think in the big moment. I think Rogers will be given that lift in the crowd. I just think, yeah, I just think Rogers will get a win in three. I could be wrong. Could be totally wrong. Um, wouldn't be the first thing. and wouldn't be the last thing. Um, <laughs> I think I think you've uh, you've you've backed yourself up there quite well. I think that all makes sense. Actually, I'm not going to change my prediction. Maybe just in case maybe Radicano hears this podcast, hears me make a really nice prediction about her, and she's like, "Oh, I better not let it jack down." Yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna change, I'm not gonna change my prediction. <laughs> I think you've actually got some sound logic there though, Gav. So I'm not gonna say too much more about it in yep. case I jinx it. But you might be right. We'll see what happens. Might be right. Could be wrong. The next match is Belinda Bencic v Igor Svantec. That will be a good match. I think yes. that'll be a really good match. It'll be a very good match as well. Mm-hmm. It might be the pick of the, the bunch, actually. I'll yeah, because Fiona had but... some big problems in her third round, didn't she? I mean, she was having to fight to win that second set of tie break. You know, she did not have it all her own. In, in, her, um, in her second round, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The second round was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. against uh, Fiona Ferro. Yes, that's the one. Yeah, my yeah. bad. Caught a bit of that, yeah. yeah. She was super close to going out, actually. Um, yeah. She's very lucky to pull through that. But at the same time, you know, she, you're not lucky, sorry. You know, she, she played really well and she ended up beagling her in the third sets. Very sort of champions mentality. And then mm-hmm. same against Annette Contevit. She was she was struggling there a bit, dropping yep. the second set. But, you know, I don't think she's playing her best tennis. So it's a bit of a toss-up, actually. I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's, it's but, like all women's matches. You just toss a coin and pick, you know, pick your choice. It was very certainly, different. yeah, certainly this one. Uh, but do you know? Do you know if I, if I was going to apply a bit of logic to it? Actually, conditions wise, I think it'll suit Benchich. To be I'm honest, going, I'm going Benchich in uh, two sets. That's for me. Yeah, Benchich in three. I'll go three. I think I'll go three. Go three. But okay. yeah, I, th- I think Shontek's going to be fighting definitely. I think so seven I think. six six four for one better. That's going to be the score. Benchich mm. seven six six four. Okay, yeah, specific that, that means I'm setting myself up for the fall there, but I've done it already in this podcast, so we may as well keep going with the gung ho approach. <laughs> I just think Benchich, no uh, sets dropped so far, very comfortable matches actually. Jessica Pagula, yeah, and she's got that really confidence good in the gold medal run as well, so it's like all the stars are aligning, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, that, taking that into account as well, that's why I feel so confident about her chances. Yep. Um, she's starting to play. She knows she can win stuff, you know. She, she knows she can. She's a contender for big titles. I think mm-hmm. that will be enough to give her confidence against Frontek. Yeah. Very close one, no, Gav. Oh, be close, yeah. One. I mean, you had yeah. got it. I think it will be very close. Yeah, definitely worth watching. The uh, next one we've got yep. is Carolina Pliskova versus Anastasia Pavlichenkova. That could be another good match. There's so many good matches, isn't there? It's like... I know, there, there's, there's tons of good matchups, yeah. Yeah. I, I think well, it, this is one of those ones that could go either way in terms of match 
quality, I would say. Mm-hmm. Pavlicek yeah. was sometimes prone to a sort of, you know, a, a burnout further on in the tournament. Obviously, she played really well at the French Open, fair enough. But yep. um, I, I think I think Pisco is playing too well at the moment. I think she, when you factor in the serve as well and the conditions and the speed of the courts, I think it's going to be very difficult to deal with that serve. You know, I think that's a yeah. huge weapon. And um, reached the final before. Yeah, uh, for me, I think Pliska will win that in straights. I just think yeah, the court conditions suit her game better. I think you know it's going to be very, very difficult to stop her mm. on the, that pace of courts. So um, yeah, yeah, I'm going for. Her. I think she's playing great as well at the moment. So I'm always, uh, I'm always really impressed with Pavlichenkova's return in particular. But I think Pliska will take that away from her. Yeah. So take the rack out of the hand. You know what I mean with a start serve. Yeah, I think I think that'll be straight sets. Yeah, uh, Pliskova as well is, is playing on a second wind. I don't know if you saw her second round, but she was very, very close to yep. winning. Yep, yeah, caught some of that. Yep. Yeah, against Amanda Anasimova. Anam- is it Amanda? Am- not a name. Amanita. Is it Amanita? Amanda Amanisimova. No, it is Amanda. Yeah, a- yeah Amanda. Am- I'm Anam- the first name. Just yeah, yeah. Maybe I should have done all first names. I should have just said Peter instead of Golovchuk. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, Amanda had yeah. a match point against Pliskova in the third set tie break. Yeah. And Pliskova played clutch tennis, man, to stay in that, to be fair. Like, she absolutely deserves to be here. Anna mm-hmm. Samova was playing very well. She's that sort of player that's got, like, super high red line to her game, and it looked like she was playing that for most of the match. So, yeah. credit to Pliskova for still being in the tournament. I think she'll be. Yeah, I think she'll feel like she's she's got away with one there, so she won't be in any way overawed at any match. I think she plays, you know, house is money again, sort of thing. Yeah, it's house money, like, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think straight sets Pliskova as well, Gav. Straight yeah, sets Pliskova, show. good. Yeah. Stuff. The next one we've got, Sakari v Andrescu. How many good, I mean, these matches are literally, like, if you could watch any matches, like, you'd, you'd be picking these matchups, wouldn't you? I mean, I know, I know. And this is a, this is not a fourth round I thought I'd be talking about at the start of the tournament, I'll be honest. Yeah. I, well, Sakari, I'm not too surprised she's there. You know, she's still been playing really good tennis. She's only lost to quality players over the last few months. She beat Kvitova in the third round. You know, she's, she's playing, she's playing as well as she was at the French Open, in my opinion. And yes. It was, more, it was it was more Andrescu who did come through a really tight three set against a uh, bitch, To be fair, yeah. But after that, she's been she's been brilliant. I think I always kind of thought since the French Open, you know, she's going to just get better and better and slowly build up. And I think she could be a contender for the title, real contender. Mm-hmm. I think she'll get through this one in three sets. I think she'll beat Andrescu. That's my prediction. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. Think... It's a bold one, but. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, no, I'm feeling confident about Andrescu now. She's she's looking really good, actually. She's I'm not saying she's she's not quite a uh, 2019 form, but she's. I think she'll beat Sakari. I think Sakari in three. That's my. I'm gonna go against the grain there, Gavin. Go for a, a three setter, Andrescu. Andrescu yeah. likes a three setter, so it's gonna be three yeah. sets. Whatever happens, I think but I'll go like Andrescu. Sakari's game. I don't know. It's, it's like. It's like the old man George feeling I had. I just got a good feeling about Sakari this time. I just got a good feeling. I think there are, I would say, I think there are actually holes in Sakari's game. She's got an amazing game, I would say, but it's it's like if, yeah. she, if she plays a quality player, I think they can take advantage yeah. of that. Yeah, you're right. I it's the know. backhand in particular. It's, it's like never, ever gets attacked with. She's got shit. big weapons though as well and the speed of the courts. I just, you know, it's going to be difficult to kind of hit through and you know mm-hmm. get into long exchanges to get away from those weapons especially the forehand in particular but yeah, yeah, yeah. keeping the faith yeah. keeping the faith but it's um 
it's, it's a tough one. You could toss a coin and literally, you know, it's I know. Different one to predict. Yeah. Um, moving on to the second half of the draw then. Mm-hmm. Svetlana v Kerber or Fernandez, because at the moment, uh, everybody that's listening, they are currently in battle. It's only one two, so we've got no idea who's gonna who's gonna win the match there. Svetlina has been so impressive. It's mad. Like she's playing so well. She just yeah. dispatched Halep like three and three. I watched. I don't know if you saw Halep's match against Rebekina, but she yes, was... yeah, I did. And she was a breakdown in that final set as well. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's been a thing about Rebekina, hasn't it? Like I think she was playing Svetlina in the Olympics, and she was a breakup. Uh-huh. She had a breakup. And she lost that. And it's like I thought she'd get the job done against Halep this time, especially uh-huh. when you consider Halep hadn't made the quarters since 2016, you know, which I thought yeah. was mad as well. Yeah. Um, did you, see the, that, but. did you see the first set tiebreak? Yeah, I did, yeah. That, was, that was mental stuff. That was so good. I think they I think Halep had to save four set points where Bikina managed to save six or something yeah. before yeah. Uh, Halep converted the seventh. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. Sums up women's tennis really, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Halep was very up and down, kind of roller coastery, but when she was playing mm. well, oh my god, she was like insanely good. The highs so are ridiculously high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I didn't actually see the Svetlina match, but it no, sounds like... No, I was like watching the Schwartzman. Uh, yes. if, she was, if she was playing anywhere near the level, she was playing against Rebekina, 3-3 free free is a bit of a disservice, I would say, mm. even against Svetlina, who, you know, again, I didn't rate her game too much at the start of the year, but it's got a lot better. I think. Yeah, no, it has. I don't, know, it has I, don't know, I don't know if the manage has anything to do with that and just giving her a lot of confidence, maybe. maybe. Because Monfils' game's increased a lot since... Getting mad, yeah, well, that's true. Actually, you know, maybe they're just comfortable off the court, and that can make a big difference. Yeah, it can. More that's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if Fernandez wins now, mm. Leila Fernandez was the one that knocked Naomi Osaka out of the tournament. Yep, she is a good player, she's very young to be mm-hmm. fair. So, there's, there's a few things missing from her game, and a lot of the reason that Osaka lost that match was down to her rather than. But what impressed me about Fernandez was in the post-match press conference. I think she was asked, um, you know, when did you believe you could beat Osaka? And she said, oh, before, you know, just as I was walking out onto the corner, I just loved that. Like, well, from being a young age, you know, she clearly has that right attitude. And yeah. um, that that was really impressive because, like, a lot of players could have just crumbled in that situation and she didn't. You know, she took her chance and um, yeah. she got Osaka, I mean, the thing is, Osaka did. Like, she served for the match and... From yeah. that point on, our forehand looked terrible. It just it was yeah, disastrous. I think Osaka is just difficult to gauge at the moment, isn't it? With her mental health struggles, and um, oh, I don't want to comment yeah. on that. But I think yeah, the good, I think the pressure is definitely getting to. I think that that's fair to say. That's quite clear. Um, yeah, but she said she might take a break from tennis. Yeah, I think so. it's an unfortunate situation. But to be fair, Fernandez still had to finish the job, and yeah. he did it. Um, yeah, yeah. I still, I think Svitolina would beat Fernand. Yeah, I think, I think she would as well. Yeah, yeah. If she does manage to go through, though, yeah, I'd say Svitolina in straight sets. Yep. Yeah. Totally agree. The next one we've got is Krejcikova v Muguruza. That that that'll be done. That'll be done actually by the time this comes out. Yep. But we yeah. can make a quick prediction on it anyway. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um. um that is a very, very interesting match. I saw some of Krejcikova against Christina McHale. And I thought that, you know, what was so impressive about that was the fact that was on, I think it was Thursday, the day that it was really, was it Wednesday or Thursday, the day that they had really bad rain. And um, they had to move that match, I think, from Grandstand to uh, Louis Armstrong. And you think, well, maybe it would help McHale moving to 
a bigger court with more fans, American fans to cheer her on. But, you know, Kvetikova just wasn't bothered, wasn't kind of phased by a changing court, and she just continued to play her game. And um, Yeah, she's pretty unflappable, isn't she? she yeah, just, she, uh... she just looks so... It looks so strong mentally as well. It doesn't yeah. look like there's going to be any major incident in that match. You just know she's going to play good tennis. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't yeah, expect yeah. her to start missing the court or making unforced errors. It's just one of those ones. Not, not at all. She's got a very. So uh, when you're watching her, yeah, she's winning this match. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's got a very simple game. Um, yep. Not much, not much that can go wrong. Perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, as, as far as calling this, though, Muguruza came for a really impressive match against Azarenka. She did, yeah. In three sets. Yep. And uh, even her first round against Vekic was impressive. They played at the last they played at the last Masters that was on, um, and Kredjikova came through in three sets. She dominated the two sets she played. So Yeah. I was thinking the same. I had a kind of same feeling this time, Kredjikova in yeah. three. I just think uh, Muguruza is playing well, but I just, I, I just don't want to bit against Kredjikova at the moment. I just don't see how you really can, considering high level. I don't think there's playing. many players that can beat her at the moment. Um, I think yeah. Sabalenka, if Sabalenka were to get through against Mertens, that would be a problem. But She's got the power to kind of really yeah. push her off her game. Maybe if it's yeah. a little bit more um, can go off the rails. Well, I, I, I think, well yeah, it's, that's true. Sorry, that's true. But Steady in her game, yeah. but yeah, she can yeah, make yeah. errors. Yeah. Um, no, I, I more meant when Sabalenka's at the top of her game, she's a lot more powerful than Muguruza. But at the same time, Muguruza, mm. I, I'm expecting her to go sort of not lights out for a set, but enough to win a set. And But I, I don't think she'll be consistent mm. enough to deal with Kredjikova, to be honest. No, and the beauty about game is due to her doubles prowess, she's got so much in her locker, she can slice really well, go mm-hmm. to the net, knows when to go to the net, good tactical awareness. It's the serve um, as well, an amazing slider serve, out yeah. wide. It's pretty much like the complete tennis game, yeah. isn't it, that yeah. she's got. Oh, so it's just, I just think, yeah, I think it'll be a tough one, it'll be a good match to watch, but I think Kredjikova in three for yeah, me. I'd agree with that, Gav, definitely. Kredjikova in three. And the final one we've got, I think we're both thinking Sabalenka will go through. Yep. Why don't we make yep. Why don't we make a quick prediction on Sabalenka Krejcikova and be audacious? Like okay. that's Oof. tougher. That's a brutal one. To but I, th- I think Sabalenka. Um, that's what I was saying. I think I think Sabalenka's game's too big at the moment for Krejcikova to keep up. She's she's got a very steady game, Krejcikova, but it's not the sort of. I, would, I yeah. agree. I agree. So I'd agree, Sabalenka. I think Sabalenka. Potentially even in yeah. straights, potentially two tight tiebreak yeah. sets, whatever. I think, yeah, something I think like that. I feel, I'm feeling that as well. So, with that, that's the women's singles done as well. There's not much more for us to cover, really. I mean, we've we've taken you through quite a lot, listeners, but we might just quickly yep. go through a couple of the 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 most interesting things that have happened in the doubles. Certainly. In the men's, uh, the top seeds have, have got went out in the first round, and the top seeds, Mekistujan Pavic, have, I mean, they've won nine titles this year. They don't go out in the first round yeah. I don't, ever. I don't think they have gone out in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Did they go? No, not, well, oh, those Queens, I think they lost. They got thrashed. At oh, Queens, they did actually. I don't know they? That, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Elton but they played Nathaniel Lamins and Jackson Withrow and Boston Street says. Yep. It's, and they lost. They lost. Uh, Withrow and uh, Salmon's lost uh, the first match yeah. next day. It's classic so, doubles. It? They say, it's, the same yeah, thing the actually Rangers. happened in the women's. So not the top seeds, but the second seeds, Krejcikova and Sinyakova, went out to Magdalena yep. and 
Magdalenette and Bernarda Pera, and they went out in the second round as well. It's like it's very classic doubles. <laughs> it's like just zero logic. But what was interesting in that match, I was saying to Gav before the podcast started about I think it was six five in the second set with the American pair serving. At fifteen thirty, one of the players smashed the ball hard enough for it to clip off the net, and it was a sort of easy put away for Mektic. He hundred percent would have won the point because he hit it down the line perfectly. However, a let got called yep. because the little piezoelectric sensor that they use for let calls came off the net, and it's it's literally. I mean, if you watch it back, it's this tiny, tiny little sensor. I don't think anybody would have noticed it, yep. and they hundred percent would have won the point if that had been just a little bit better attached. It would have been fifteen forty. I think they would have taken one of the break points, and they could have won the match. Um, yeah, no, for sure. So yeah. it's properly brutal. brutal. Yeah, I've, I, you wouldn't see that. I know. I've, I've, well, yeah. I've, I've never seen that happen once. It's mad. No, it's. I know a bit of a technical error there, and the other match as well. Just going to say the cable and Farrow went out as well to her catch and somebody I hadn't heard of. Seasman Wallow. Uh, no idea. But it's, it's classic Hercatch. He's like he's a super doubles player. He's like he is, you know. He won a yeah, Masters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't he, he, he did win a Masters, and I think he won Halla as well. I'm pretty sure he was certainly in the final. I can't remember if he got. I think he did. Even, gut feeling as he did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I, I think I'd make Salisbury and Ram the favourites. Obviously, yeah. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Considering what they did in Toronto, they looked yeah. so good. And they beat, obviously, they beat Mexican Pavic in that yeah, final. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're the favourites. I think they're playing great. They've won a slam before. They know how to mm. get it done. Yeah, hopefully they do. I mean, it would be great to see them from a British yeah, point yeah. of view. Grand slam again. Hopefully people start paying attention to Joe Salisbury hopefully. now. <laughs> if, if, yeah, yeah if, if he did win that slam. Um, so he's a, he's a bit hard done by, to say the least, I've got to say. Yeah, he's won, what, he's won the mix at the French yeah. as well. Um Finalist was he the was he a finalist at Wimbledon? Uh, yeah, he was. He was. He was yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's played. He, he played against the player, the the and the the other team who he's playing with in this mixed doubles tournament. I think. Yeah, Desiree 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he probably probably favourite for the mixed as well, to be honest. Um, yeah, and for the women's, I'd say the favourites are probably C. Merton's top seeds. I think they opened their their bid with a double bagel. So they're playing very well, yeah. Yeah. So that that if you missed anything the first week, we've pretty much covered yeah. it. I think. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I mean, that was our best attempt at a US Open recap. Everybody, we hope you enjoyed it. If you um, want to catch any of our work, you can go to jackedwards.substack.com, or you can catch Gav's last word on tennis stuff on last word on tennis. He's are you writing quite a bit at the moment for the US Open or bits and pieces? Uh, I'm writing stuff about the second yeah. week, yeah. So I'll be in action. So if you want to put yourself to that, if you're brave enough to go into those articles, I'll put a wee, uh, I'll put a wee link to it in the, in the blog. So if anybody's on there, they can they can catch it there, Gav. Um, yep. Okay. Right. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, let much. let me know what you thought in the comments. I never asked that. Like, I'm I'd like to hear what everybody's thinking. Is this is this a good format for an episode? Do you like getting a recap like this? Let us know, please. Can you understand? Can you understand, Gav? You know, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> is he <laughs> completely incomprehensible? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Uh, we'll see you next time.